0: to another exciting episode of the Common Fan Cricket Podcast where we discuss everything cricket from the views of the Common Fan. Uh, Good afternoon here in Australia um, on Monday the 23rd of October Um, and for the people watching on YouTube behind me you can see a photo of the MCG, this is the first year anniversary of that wonderful game, the T20 World Cup between India and Pakistan. Um, once again, before we start, I'd like to pay my respects to elders, past, present, and emerging from the traditional lands that we come on. And then on top of that, I'd like to wish everyone a happy Navratri. Um, and um to from me and ours to you and yours. So um joining me today is Mannan and Ritvik. Once again, one our common fan, Vijay, has is no longer to be seen. He was chatting to us earlier this morning and he then decided to bugger off. So either he's had a a very long and, and a fantastic night after watching India and New Zealand, or something else has happened. But uh, before we start, let's talk about India and New Zealand. So, Manan and Ritwik, over to you. Ritwik, you go first.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Prasanna. And I was very happy to not see you in a Dandia outfit coming and coming on to this <laughs> Dandia 6 and starting to perform, given that you have been so busy doing Dandiya in the last one week. Mate, yeah,
0: I, I, I wish I could show <laughs> you the calluses on my legs.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe Prasanna did perform the Dandiya at the India-Pakistan game and we never got to see it. Yeah, (laughs)
1: quite quite possible, quite possible. So, a terrific game yesterday. Probably India's toughest game of the World Cup so far. We were tested everywhere. For a moment, it seemed like the Kiwis are going to get 320, 330 plus. But we somehow pulled them back. Uh, Terrific balling by India in the last 10 overs. Shami got a fiver came back, uh, made his made his 2023 World Cup debut and picked up wickets when it mattered the most. And again, uh, back 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 to the old guys to see us through. Rohit had a belligerent start. The others, the Ayers, Rahuls and Gills of the world did not come to the party. And it was again left to Virat to uh, see us through with a terrific 95. And I was also happy that Jadira hit the winning shot. Probably something he wanted to do four years back. And everywhere in the country, the Dhoni fan is a little happier today. Because to some extent, the ghost of 2019, have they been buried or not? So, uh, one question from yesterday's game, Manan. Do you think Shami should have been the man of the match? My point, while he did get five wickets, three of them came in the last over, which probably did not matter much to the final score. Virat should have been the man of the match because he played the crucial knock when our when our backs were up against the wall. And he, he saw us through. Your point, man. So, uh,
2: of course, yeah. You know, out of the five wickets, three were in the final award. But the first two were very, very crucial wickets that he got. And, you know, brilliant economy as well. So, you know, Shami is that one guy who you would not care about. Uh, and he is probably the most friend-zoned uh, cricketer in the top 11. Uh, because he's not your second choice or uh, sorry, because he's not your uh, you know, second choice fast bowler uh, but he comes in, he delivers, he does well and then he goes back um, so I think he still should have been the, the man of the match because he did set the tone right at the start uh, plus the moral high that we got, you know, bowling them out after as you said, you know, we were at Chirin uh, looking down the barrel at about 320-330 virat's innings of course you know he does what he does right uh, maybe co managed co man of the match or again he could have you know stolen it like he did from Jadeza in the previous game but uh, i still feel shami deserves it and again it goes back to the you know what is the best 11 that you have i feel shami should be on the uh, 11 purely because of the experience that he has in big tournaments and the way he performs viraj has been great But then, you know, Shami has that edge over him in terms of experience and uh, big game, uh, you know, showing up. Um, To my mind, again, you can our statsman can tell us uh, whether Shami is the best fast bowler in ICC tournaments uh, so far for us or not. So, I'll give that back to you, Ritwik, to give us some stats.
1: Some very interesting shots out there. Shami has 36 wickets from 12 World Cup games. That's three wickets every game. At an average of 15. The great Glenn Megra has an average of 80. The guy who has 71 wickets, the all-time record from World Cups. Uh, our man Boomra has around 29 wickets from 14 games. That's still 2 per wicket. Shami is in an, is an altogether different league right there. So we are probably looking at a World Cup hero here. Somebody who, who hasn't been talked about much. That said, Maran going on? He's going fog or Delhi with a smog
0: child, right? That's Allelu. a I believe. Guys, guys, really stick to your day jobs, seriously. Um, anyhow, look, I, I just wanted to share my thoughts as well. Look, I think it was really, really good. This is probably the first game that India was truly tested. And at the time, the ballers were getting tongued. They were getting tongued, you know, when Rutchen um, with Darrell Mitchell and, and the top order. I think this is exactly going to be the same when we face South Africa. In a couple of weeks' time, right? We the bowlers are going to get tongued, but one thing that I loved was how Kulip took it on. Um, he goes, he was tongued in his first five always came back, you know, completely different bowler. It was really, really good, and I think this is really great. Um, that we were doing this. I think um one of the fellow listeners, um, Mr. Ahmed Kaka from Sydney. He was saying um, on a WhatsApp group, he was saying, you know, we should focus on something different. So, maybe leaving out Shrey Sire and trying Kale Rahul at number four. What do you guys think about that, Manan?
2: We could try him out. Uh, maybe we could try a couple of games with Sky at number uh, five. And have KL Rahul at number four, and you know, see how it goes. While come on, has come been... on,
1: come on! We have been doing this for the last five years. inky pinky, punky. Who plays at number four? Who plays at number five? Let's just but, stick to the batting order for once, yeah. Come on.
2: But you need to have performances, we, right? That's went,
1: the point. We, went into, we went into the 2019 World Cup not knowing who our number four should be. In the big semi-final, I think we sent Pant at number four. Something that he had not done before. We had DK, we had a hardik. Everybody was being just shuffled around. Let's not do this. Stick stick to the positions which the players have been batting at. If Ayer is not doing well, drop him and get in sky.
2: Yeah, that I agree. With. Yeah, but but yeah, I agree with the uh, you know the batting position. Let's tinker with that order.
1: Uh yeah. but but, but,
2: but Kale, Kale, a is a
1: point. Yeah, Kale is a slightly matured hat. He should be at number five, marshalling the number six and number seven. So I think let let's stick yeah. people to their positions.
2: Yeah, but but a larger point. So are, we, are we peaking too early? Yeah,
1: that that that's something that even I'm worried about. The inevitable one bad hour. It hit us in the 2019 World Cup. It hit us in the WTC final in the 2016 Champions Trophy. I just hope it doesn't hit us in the semi final or the final. What do you think, KP? Brought us
0: well, I was gonna say, you know, performance anxiety and peaking too early. That's the same things you can say to in the bedroom and also to South Africa. Um, as you know, for, the, for for astute listeners of episode five, however, look scary. I will probably hedge my bets, see what happens against South Africa. Once we beat South Africa, if we do, and I hope we do, hashtag bleed blue, I hope that we do beat South Africa. And once we do that, I think all kinds of performance anxiety and, and, and peaking will, will be done at the right time and at the right place. Um, speaking of which, um, I just wanted to also spend a couple of minutes on South Africa versus England. And more specifically, rather than discuss what went wrong for England, let's talk about what went right for England. And the answer is sweet bugger all. So, um, you know, I think I think with uh, England and then and then also um, the Australia-Pakistan game, and I want to get your ideas. So, firstly, Australia versus Pakistan. Australia put, finally put some uh, convincing win on the board. That's what some of the commentators here in Australia are saying, you know, not being biased or anything. What are your thoughts, um, Manan, and then Ripk?
2: So yeah, I mean, it was a convincing win if you look at 60 run or 50 run margin. But Pakistan, of course, dropped like 30 catches, uh, maybe you know 50 runs of missed field, and Pakistan just was Pakistan that day in the field. And at the end as well, uh, had Rizwan, you know, you know, the the decision would have gone his way, umpire's call either way. Uh, we could have seen a different story. Chasing 360 yard and finishing at 3.5, which which is a big feat in, in general. So, I wouldn't call it a big win for Australia. Uh, yes, they scraped through in some sense again. But it's not the Australia of the old at all. It's not uh, the Australia that is right now the top contender even for the semi-finals yet. Yes, they are winning. But maybe that's just the law of averages. So, and much to your delight, uh, I would say, Pratana, they still might not make the semifinals.
1: Be- very funny game, in fact. For every time Pakistan misfielded, there was a drop catch or misfield from Australia as well. It was almost like watching a Shakespeare comedy on stage, a comedy of errors. That said, I agree with Manan. Had Rizwan's decision gone the other way, it was a biased call, then probably we would have been looking at a different result. And uh, it also tells us that no score less than 360 or 370 is safe in this World Cup. The way people have been chasing it down.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, Ruth and Manan, look, the way I see it, England and England and Australia are still never gonna make the semis, and that means that you're gonna have about 15 to 30 players that are available because both of them are playing bilaterals in India. So <laughs> you know, all the Ranji Trophy state teams, side Mustakali Trophy, the other trophy, you know, you got 30 white people ready to have a game. So you know. Check them out if you want. If you want to give them a game. Um, that being said, look, I reckon the big question that's been happening over the past two games: to hundred or not to hundred. That is the question. Ritvik, what do you reckon? So uh, I was the I,
1: I was pretty pissed with the way Rahul had reacted. I was more pissed with the way Virat got to his hundred in the last game. But I think yesterday it was fine. It was just one shot. I believe I wasn't watching the game, but I think it was just one shot where. He did not take the single and then a couple of balls later he got out trying to hit a six. So I don't think it was that big of a problem yesterday but yeah, there's a point being circulated around that uh, there are thousands of young cricketers who are playing their Ranji and school games today and they are watching their hero Virat marshalling the strike as as he gets near his century. So is that the right message that Virat should be sending out to the youngsters? And it's not that he's trying to get his first or his second 100. He already has around 48 odd 100. So is that the right message, Manan? No, I think
2: it's, it's fine to, you know, chase milestones as long as it's not impacting the team's cause or, you know, making sure that the net run rate goes for a toss. Because as individuals, we do want to play for milestones. Yes, it's a team sport, but we are humans at the end of the day and something keeps on pushing us forward. And as long as that is happening for the team cause, you're good, right? The guy is averaging 90-plus in you know, successful chases. So let's pay the thought for that. Um, in both the games, the same situation was there. We were not impacted by the net run rate. We would not have lost the game. So if the guy is getting his 100, so be it. Yes, it's up to the youngsters to take the right message. But as we all know, the Gen Z never takes the right message. They will just take it on the face value that if Virat can go for 100, I can go for 100 too. But at the same time, in general, I think it was absolutely fine. What was not fine was Daryl Mitchell, for instance, slowing down when he was about to get up. What was not fine was Sachin Tendulkar going down for his hundred hundred and losing that Asia Cup game. So, it, you know, like everything in life, the answer to this question is it depends, right, what the situation of the game is and where you are. If you're slowing the team down, if you're, you know, probably going to lose the game for us, then... It's it's absolutely fine. Yesterday I saw a few tweets saying that he should have taken a single on the ball that he got out on. Frankly, the ball was there to be hit, and he hit it out of the park. He tried to hit it out of the park. If that was the logic, then Dhoni would
0: have never finished off in style. So look, I think more than the six and and to the hundred and not to hundred, I reckon it is a team game. So you'd look at the situation. If the situation allows you to do it, go for it. I think more than the hundred, one thing that probably kids and people will be looking at, is the run-out. It wasn't Virat's call. Every time you hit it beyond square, it's not your call. It's the batter's call. So, um, you know, I reckon the 95 was probably built off a potential uh, run-out. Virat, Virat sold um, Shreyasaya down the river without a paddle. It was very... Oh, sorry, fun. yes, Guy. My bad.
1: So, I... I uh, when I saw the run-out, it was so funny that Virat was not looking at Surya Kumar running uh, towards the other end, but when he realized, he turned back and went back to his own crease, almost giving the message out that, hey, brother, my wicket is more important than yours, which is definitely not untrue. <laughs> so it was really, really <laughs> telling Sky in his way that, boss, if there's one wicket that has to be saved now, it's me and not you, So <laughs> I got, I got Inzumam vibes. <laughs> And talking about funny instances yesterday, I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but Bumrah in the first half of uh, the match, when India was balling was an absolute disaster in the field. So we all know that the Dharamshala ground has certain issues and people can't dive. So there were two or three times when the ball went Bumrah's way and people expected him to dive, but he would just give up. And after, <laughs> every time the ball would go Bumrah's way, he would have that expression on honestly that, why me? <laughs> and, and because obviously the guy doesn't want to get injured right at this point, and he would always prioritize his own fitness over the boundary that he should be saving. But the, the and and especially that one catch which Rohit took, there was Rohit came running forward to that catch. KL Rahul was coming from the other side, and Boomra was also coming from the other side. Yeah. As soon as Rohit caught it, Boomra had a wonderful feeling of relief on his face because had the catch went his way, I'm sure he would have dropped it. Was very very funny. Again,
2: did, again to did, fair, did you
1: get the '90s vibes uh,
2: where Indian <laughs> fast bowlers would just do this and <laughs> that's about it?
0: Yeah. Now I was I was actually speaking of the um, the pitch at Dharamshala. One of my friends, Sunny Krishna, was a listener to the podcast. Hashtag name dropping. He was telling me how the pitch resembled a war zone. Um and you know, it's it's pretty. It, I, I think it Dharamshala pitch now resembles a sand quarry. Um, during the day and in a cricket pitch during the the weekends. Crowd behavior, we've been talking about it since episode one. Going to come back to it again. Australia versus Pakistan. The Pakistan Zindabad, the the Karnataka State Police Officer did not allow. The bloke was an Australian citizen wearing a Pakistani flag, and I I think he was supporting Pakistan. Now, if that happened to me at the SCG, I'm an Australian citizen, hashtag bleed blue. If that happened to me at the SCG, they would be hell to pay for. I would write a very strongly worded letter to my local M- MP in the MLA asking why I couldn't do this. So, your thoughts, Ritwik and Manan. So, um,
1: honestly, I-, I don't know how this particular incident should have been handled. It's very tricky. India, Pakistan, the geopolitics has been very, very different compared to what any other country has been. And a Pakistan Zindabad chant in any part of the country is bound to raise eyebrows. Whether it should happen in the cricket stadium or not, there's no clear answer. And I think, I, I'm not sure what the instruction was to the police officer. But ve- very tough to answer this. Uh, India-Bangladesh, yes, there were some unruly fans who probably tore that tiger toy, which I don't know why the Bangladeshis are carrying. And uh, if, for me, even that incident wasn't really cool. We should be nicer to the fans from other countries who are out there. That said, I hope it's just a one-off incident and it doesn't depict uh, the majority of the Indian fans and the buck shops with their local authorities, the stadium con- controllers who should make sure that yeah. discipline is maintained.
2: I think, yeah, on the uh, you know the Pakistan-Zindabad incident, yes, in general, it should be fine, according to me. But the problem from a authorities angle is they do not want a polarizing you know video to go out and then create a furor and all that. I don't think it's the authorities who did not want people to chant their, uh, you know, the, their sides' names or something. It was just about the fact that the environment is such that it will, you know, blow up. And, you know, that that is what they wanted to avoid at the end of the day. That's my opinion because you you put out anything on social media, you have your opinions on both sides. And Pakistan, Zindarabad will essentially, you know, uh, create a lot of furore.
1: A video did come out finally.
2: Yes, but, but again, a lot of people if you look at the comments, it was what about er, all the way, right? Uh, what did you guys do when we were in Pakistan? What does Pakistan do? And the same thing happens when, you know, when a, when, when an Indian fan trashes the Bangladeshi fan, they'll always have that uh, you know, Tusking Amor, the MS Dhoni picture that is there, right? it's it's yeah, I'm sure, you know, these are one off incidents that does not represent what, you know, the true Indian fan thinks. Yeah, I'm of course not. when it's Bangladesh maybe it's justified, <laughs> but uh, but we just just kidding I, I don't think it is justified but at the same time maybe these are one of incidents of course the power of social media is there as well you know i remember back in 2008 we were playing uh, you know the the ipl game that i was with and rcb was playing delhi and uh, sunil joshi was part of rcb's uh, inaugural test 11 and uh, at, the, <laughs> at the at, at, at the boundary people were heckling him like anything Buddha, said, what the hell are you doing there? And even to Virat as well, you know, with all the cuss words that dash dash dash, Gaddar, Delhi ka ho ke, why are you playing with Bangalore and all that? And the crowd does that, right? But of course, it's not the majority at the end of the day. Uh, we can Two do points to better-
0: that. But yeah. two points to that. Isn't 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 that phraseology considered normal for Delhi? I thought that was just generally how Delhi people speak on a daily basis. Look, I love the fact that there was an Aussie bloke in a singlet. He's probably had a couple of 4Xs. The belly definitely shows it. And he's shouting Bharat Mataki Jai and Vande Mataram. So, you know, hashtag, you
1: know,
0: g- g- good on him. Good on him. Still. All right. All
1: right. Roger, I he wanted, he, he, uh, PK, I think he just wanted to be safe in the stadium. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. You never know. You never know. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about the up- upcoming games. I think today, tonight, um Afghanistan versus Pakistan in Chennai. And I reckon the common fan is probably gonna go there, and that's why he's not at the uh at this podcast, the traitor that he is. Okay, anyway, what do you reckon?
1: I think it's going to be a very tricky game. Chennai is a slow ground. Afghanistan spin trial. If Afghanistan bats first and puts around 230-240 Pakistan will have a tough chase for them.
2: Yeah, yeah. Manan you reckon? Win. Yeah, 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 I think I want the Garisal to win. Uh spice up the tournament a bit. Uh, you know, be be that cool. be that Kenya of two thousand three, maybe. Uh Fair enough.
0: yeah. Yeah. So um how much do you think England is going to lose to against Sri Lanka?
2: <laughs> England probably will win. They'll, they'll be will. wounded. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be wounded. Uh but again they will probably not make to the semis because you know, past They had their luck going their way. Uh, you know, winning a tournament that they probably never won. So, it's, it's England at least this time, but they'll not make it.
0: Well, there's also Pakistan versus South Africa. And, well, I reckon South Africa is going to blow them out of the park. The right. last one, the most interesting one, is um the clash of the Tasmans. The Australia versus New Zealand. Definitely a 2015... Match-up, a rematch of 2015 or something similar? What do you reckon?
1: Well, uh, New Zealand are the favourites right now. If you look at the recent history, Australia have been out of sort, So, I would expect New Zealand to win. And I'm hoping Kane Williamson will be back by then. It should be a good game. And New Zealand, the, the so-called nice guys should come out on top.
2: Same here. I think, uh, ideally, yeah, New Zealand would win based on current form. But again, you know, like what... Uh, Contrary to what I said earlier, if Australia beat them, they are then in the reckoning uh, for a spot. Uh, So it will be a very, very tricky game, a very important game for the Australians. Maybe their Aussie spirit spirit comes out and uh, they come back from the dead.
0: You reckon their Aussie spirit is going to come out and then Pat Cummins is going to ask someone to bowl underarm or something?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or or he probably will say "Don't, don't hit a lot of runs, the other side might feel bad, the nice guys. Yes.
1: The, the nice nah, guys, look, who, the nice guys who have never been nice to us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, you know one thing. You know why I reckon New Zealand is doing too well? They're slipping under the radar. The All Blacks are playing some amazing rugby at the World Cup in France, so yeah. the, the 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 nation's attention is turned towards France, and um the Black Caps are slowly coming through. So I think there's a final coming in this weekend. So um I reckon the the New Zealand crowd is going to be looking at them and then going to be turning on the cricket. Anyway, that was an action-packed episode. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Manna and Ritwik, thank you so, so much. Uh, hopefully, we come back with a full house again next time. But until then, take care, all of you, and uh, happy, happy bowling and happy batting. <laughs>